Welcome to Tarot for the Wild Soul, Deep Conversations and Tarot Medicine for Your Soul's Evolution. I'm your host, Lindsay Mack. Thank you so much for being here. I cannot believe that it has been a month since my first episode of this podcast. Um, it's such an honor to now have a ritual of gathering with all of you every week. Um, I want to start this episode by saying thank you. Thank you is not enough, but I'll start there. Um, the level of support and the outpouring of love and kind words, um, the messages that you've sent me have moved me beyond words. I'm overwhelmed. Never in a million years did I expect the kind of um, response that this would get. Um, I, I can only just bow to all of you and say thank you. And I mean it. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, thank you so much for your emails, sharing your stories with me, your feedback, something that you will learn about me. Um, I'm notoriously a little not great at getting back to people in a timely manner. And it's not because I don't love you and care about you. And it's not because I'm flaky. It's because I see a million clients a week and am married and try to fit in self-care when I can. <laughs> and email is typically the last thing, even though every email I receive is precious to me. So even if it takes me a couple of weeks, I promise you that I will get back to each and every one of you. Um, and just thank you so much for listening and being here. And it feels like a really beautiful, um, I don't know, community. It's, something's being created from it. It's really lovely. Um, I am at the point where I am asking with, I don't want anyone to do anything with this podcast they don't want to do. So I don't want you to rate it unless you want to. And I don't want you to subscribe unless you want to. But if you would like to subscribe, and if you would like to, subscribing essentially means that the minute that these episodes are downloaded, you've got them instantly. They're just uploaded to your phone. So if you want that, please consider subscribing because it does help the numbers and it does help with other things with the podcast and numbers are not everything. So please don't do it unless you want to. But if you want to, I would love it if you would subscribe. Um, thank you to everyone who's left a lovely review. Um, it, it means everything. Uh, just thank you so much. I'll probably repeat that many times, but I'll start with that. Just saying thank you. This is our monthly, my monthly medicine episode. We are back with the monthly medicine. I'm going to be talking all about September. And I just have a couple of more things to mention, just some light housekeeping. And then I'm just going to dive right, right in. Um, for those of you who enjoy my words, <laughs> um, and you don't know this, I write uh, the monthly taroscopes for a website called The Numinous. Ruby, who runs The Numinous, was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I write up a little thing for every sign. And if you are interested in reading a little bit more um, in terms of getting a sense of what you're being invited into energetically and intuitively for your sign for the month, you can go ahead to the numinous and read that. Let me know what you think. I always appreciate, I always appreciate comments, constructive or otherwise. So thank you for that in advance. Um, I have been teasing this a little bit on Instagram, but I am going to mention it here and then I'm going to get right to my offering today. I have a really special thing that I'm going to be announcing this month, and I'm not able to even tell you what it is yet. It's an opportunity to work with me. It's a brand new way to work with me. It's being created to be extraordinarily affordable, and it's not my book yet. My book on tarot will be coming out um, probably in the early winter or spring, early spring of 2018, 
this is a way to work with me like in the next month for the fall. So if you are interested in that and if you um, would like to know more about that, this will be a great place to learn <laughs> because I will be announcing that what this offering is and kind of what you can know about it uh, next week, next time we meet on the 6th of September, technically on the 5th, but I think I may post the next episode on the 6th, which is was the most fun interview I've done thus far. All of them have been so fun, but this guest, we just really got into it, laughed so hard, went so deep. It was great. Um, I, I've loved all of the interviews, so all of them give me, all of them are special. I shouldn't say one is my favorite because it's not really, but I had a great time doing it. I can't wait to share it with y'all. So yeah, if you're interested in something like that, uh, this podcast is not going to turn into a giant advertisement for my shit. Um, but you know, you're here. I assume you enjoy <laughs> my work. So if you're interested, there'll be a little bit about that next week and then I'll probably leave you alone about it. <clears throat> okay. So, September. First of all, we made it. We made it through August. We did it. We did it together. We made it through. In many ways, we're still making it through, even though um, September, It well, by the time you listen to this, we'll still be in August, but um, there's a kind of a shift that happened the minute we went into Virgo season, which I'm sure everyone felt. <laughs> so in a way, I feel like we're on the other side, um, energetically speaking, and I'm looking forward to going kind of the full length at the start of September. So the channeled mantra for the month of September that my guides and divine dropped into me September is the leap, the leap. When I heard it, I got full body goosebumps because that's it. It's the leap. It's the great leap of faith. We have been working up to September for years, for certainly all of 2017. This is when all of the waiting all of the work we've been doing, all the processing, all the internalizing, all of the deep looking has somewhere to go. And it's going to require us to take a leap of faith. Now, the leap is not necessarily going to show up in a tangible kind of earthly way, meaning that <clears throat> I may, I, I'm not really receiving that um, it's time for like so many people hearing this to quit their jobs. It might be. I know a couple of people who just did that and it was really right for them. And if that's you, right on. But this is a leap from within. And if you're going to do something like if it's your sole time to quit your job, the intention behind it has to be really clean. So it can't be about wanting something from the job. It can't be about taking a stand it's got to be a quiet or even loud honoring my soul desires to be free of this particular environment. There is, like everything else in life, absolutely no guarantee that this is going to work, but I have no option anymore, so I have to take a leap. That's what I'm talking about. That kind of understanding of, oh, there's no more option. The earthly part of us, egoically, right? The logical part, the practical part. Of course, we can handle almost anything. I mean, that's the idea. The soul and the nervous system want us to stay typically in what's comfortable and in what we know. It's the soul that is the part of us that, the beautiful flower or the tender shoot or the sacred weed that grows up out of literal concrete in the middle of a highway. That is the part of us that says, 
I'm so sorry, I, I can no longer do this and I won't do this anymore. Um, even if we're not sure, if we take a soul leap, that kind of leap, that frequency of leap, it opens up a whole universe to us of opportunities because something that took me a very long time to figure out and in some way I'm, I'm still completely a humble student around this, but I am a huge prayer. I literally pray all the time. This is going somewhere, by the way. Um, I pray all the time. I pray without asking for things. I pray just to talk to God. Um, and I have learned that when things have really changed for me in my life, when there have been moments when I've desired a leap, when I've been even looking for the cliff face for my life and haven't been able to find it, um, the thing that gets me like kind of off the path and down the dirt road, then all of a sudden the skies open up and all of a sudden there that cliff face is and I can take that leap. Change, shaking up, evolution. The thing that gets me there, it, it is prayer, but it's action. It's action. It's mindful action. And when I say action, I don't mean in kind of a masculine center driven kind of thoughtless way. I mean rather than only sitting at our altars asking for what we want, why not get up and do it? Why not get up and try? Why not try even if we fail? Why not fail really hard and really big so we learn and gain kind of all these beautiful pieces of information and lessons? The idea isn't to do it perfectly. The idea is to do it. We're here to get messy and raw. We're here to fulfill and bring forward the legacy, you know, that we promised to bring forward the truth of like our souls, like what we came here to do. If we're not doing it, if we're waiting for a sign or we're waiting for a thing or that, if you've been waiting for a sign, here it is. It's here. <laughs> I'm it. It's time to take a leap and it's time to try different things. Um, that leap, the leap is the shift in consciousness from believing that we don't have free will here because we do. We can make decisions. We can try out different things. We can move forward or move backward depending on what we want. If we're out of alignment, we're going to know it. And it doesn't mean that we're going to get punished. We're going to get gently tapped in some way. And we'll, we'll, it'll, you know, divine has a way. They'll let us know. But I'll tell you that the worst that's going to happen is that if you quit, you get another job. You know, the worst that can happen is that you look for another job. And maybe you need a little bit more support before you go full time in your dream job. That's okay. Watch your beliefs about it. Watch the story you tell yourself. September is the leap the great leap of faith, the leap of faith that may for some of us, may for some of you, yield in a kind of an actionable external change that brings about a big life shift. But it would be enough if rather than talking about how, you know, you deeply desire perhaps to release some weight from the body, um, rather than try to get it all right or get a gym membership, just begin with a walk you know, just, just walk, maybe take a walk. Um, maybe determine rather than what you're going to tell your body to eat. What does, what's it hungry for? Is it even hungry for food? Is it starving for joy and pleasure and touch and new experiences? Is it getting that through food because it's not being offered that? Um, that's one very simple example and one that certainly doesn't resonate with everyone, but we got to really look at things this month. There's a lot of ego shredding this month, a lot. <laughs> we 
when I pulled the cards for this month that I did, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so essentially, September is the leap because we're beginning to weave together and kind of seamlessly intertwine the internal story with the external response and action. So the story of, I can't do it, I don't know enough, I can't do it, I'm not ready, I didn't get a sign, I don't have da 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 all that stuff, really, we're being asked to hear it and step forward anyway. In one way, shape, or form, we are being asked to step beyond the story, beyond the tale, beyond the thing that holds us in what we've been doing. It is also the way in which we begin, and September is certainly that, to take a, it's like we're getting an opportunity to really see kind of the um, skeletal structure of the egoic confines of where we've been kind of bumping up against for like we're learning a little bit more about the skeletal structure like hmm, okay cool like that belief pops up in me when I'm about ready to leap forward because it's afraid and now I think I understand why that might be it's bumping against you know an old thing that my mom used to say like whatever the deal is for you it's really important to identify where you're ready to leap and what in one way or another you feel like is preventing you from doing so. So whether it's a genuine leap into greater service, whether it's a leap into trusting that you can make money doing your soul work. And if you're afraid of that, I'm living proof that you can do it. You can do it too. Um, if you are afraid that, you know, whatever it is, take the leap simply to get yourself moving in a different direction. It's really important this month, really important. Um, September is a flow. We go in September from Virgo to Libra. We go from earth to air, from the great sacred corn mother in Virgo to the beautiful balancer of Libra, the sacred scales. So <clears throat> Virgo is shrewd, but not pinchy. Um, there's a great misconception about Virgo, in my humble opinion. Virgos are not virgins. They are the vestal virgins. They are the water bearers. They tend the food. They tend the gardens. They tend the water. They are the ones with their hands in the earth. And they are the ones who are absolutely delighted to work in a humble way. And also their whole deal is to be of service, to be of service. It's not an accident that back to school time happens in September in Virgo season. It's when things start coming together. But this idea of being of service, who is of greater service? You know, moms, school teachers, such powerful acts of service to serve young minds and to teach young people. And obviously moms work 24-7 every single day, but there's this element really in September of this kind of sacred renewal, this new beginning. And we move in, in the month of September, officially to fall around the turn from Virgo to Libra um, in the fall equinox in Maybon. So there's a lot of really powerful energy that moves through us this month, but it all has to do with how we are preparing ourselves to step forward in a new way to be of service in a new way and to be personally and personally kind of in all different facets balanced. It's kind of a preparation for that, but we have to go in to see what's there for us to understand about this. So in terms of the cards I pulled for the month, um, what we're going to be moving through this month, that's interesting because I shuffled the deck real good. Uh, 
death was a card, the death card that we got for August. I can't remember um, in this moment off the top of my head where it came in the reading, but we got it um, in this particular, in September, we got it for what we're going to be moving through as a collective. We got the death card reversed. So I'm sure that I spoke about this at the last um, <laughs> the last monthly medicine episode, but the death card doesn't have anything to do with physical death at all. Um, it's a, sh- a, a snake shedding its skin. It's the turn of the seasons. It's um, kind of that last leaf falling off of the tree. Um, I'm sure I use similar examples, but if we're going to think of this idea of death, it's not it's not the egoic concept of dying. It's the holistic spiral where I eat food, then I become food. You know what I mean? It's that sacred exchange. It's a much larger energy. And it's ruled by Scorpio. So there's a lot of there's a lot of death, sex, rebirth, sacred spiral energy involved in that. Definitely the snake, definitely the sting, definitely the full circle and a phoenix energy, the life-death-life cycle really happens in one breath. So that's all kind of esoteric, but how it's really showing up for us, especially in the reversal, part of the leap this month will be that we need to lighten our load a bit before we can jump in the way that we need to. So this is fitting because usually when we take a big leap, we're thinking about taking a leap forward. But when we move forward, we're typically moving away from something, which brings me to my first kind of piece that was channeled to me. September is a month for leaving things behind. We have other cards that represent that as well that I'll get into in a moment. And the reversal of death usually indicates that we're having a hard time letting it go. It's as simple as that. There's some part of us, some aspect of us, old, typically, absolutely related to brain chemistry and ego and the old kind of self, which, by the way, is a self that is not a problem. It's not a lesser self. It is um, to be cherished, really, and to be listened to. Um, It's typically the seat of the inner child as well. It's a voice that's important to pull up a chair for. But um, fearing death is a completely, it's as as human as um, apple pie is American. It is as understandable as it gets to be frightened of death, um, to be frightened of letting go. Because the ultimate thing that we have to understand about any reversal is that it's just adding something to the original meaning of the card. It doesn't warp the card at all. It just adds something that we need to understand and usually need to have compassion around. So if we're in death card reversed, we get the opportunity to have some really fucking hardcore compassion for these deep human selves that are moving through ascension in a way that no one in history ever has on the planet. The way that, you know, even though we all agreed to come here and do all this, it's hard to remember. (laughs) Um, That's pretty universal to be like, wait, man, I don't remember signing up for this, you know? Um, All okay. It's being okay with that that's part of the leap, part of the, you know, Tara Brock has a beautiful book called Radical Acceptance, her term, Radical Acceptance. It's a part of that um, peacemaking that we can have with ourselves. So I've been in death reverse many times and, you know, I'll be honest, it's not a picnic and it's not a picnic simply because it's just extraordinarily uncomfortable. That's all it is. It's not hard or bad or scary. And it honestly doesn't typically show up so much in my experience of it in the external. It's usually an internal thing. So we have to just really be willing to be gentle, 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 gentle with ourselves this month. Are we going to be popping forward 
Yes. Is there going to be an enormous amount of forward momentum, a lot of change, a lot of potential? Yes, absolutely. Will there be just as much contraction happening along with these expansions and these huge awakenings that we're going to be in? Fuck yeah. And that's the deal. So with death reversed, we want to really identify where am I trying to hold on to that snakeskin? Or where am I trying to speed it up? Ramdas has that beautiful quote from Be Here Now that I'm just obsessed with in every way that um, I am going to wildly paraphrase, but essentially it is that you wake up at the rate you wake up. You can't rip the snake's skin off. It sheds at the rate it sheds, and you've got to go at the rate you've got to go. That's it. And it's just such comforting medicine because who are we racing against? What are we racing for? Nothing. We're just doing our thing on our own time. Everyone's going to take different leaps forward this month. So you get to do you on your time in your way. And it's all good. But death reversed is what we are in. It's kind of what we're moving through. It's the reason for the season. So the deep letting go process is a huge part of this month in order to go forward. And most likely, every one of us will have to look something in the eye that we've cherished for a long time that just can't go forward with us anymore because we've changed. And the more we change, the more we outgrow things. And it's a the agony and the ecstasy. It's one of the most beautiful parts of life and one of the saddest and the most confusing and one of the most utterly human. And perhaps you already know what this thing is. And, you know, I know how I get when I hear things like this. I'm just going to speak to the people who share my flow. Don't let the brain fuck around with you on this. It may not be your marriage. <laughs> it may not be your business partner. Chances are, honey, talking to all the honeys out there, if you don't know it and if you got a good thing going on with your partner or with your spouse or with whatever, it's probably not it because death card reverse doesn't always come up with tangible earthly based things. It comes up around processes, around beliefs, around old patterning and around forms of our relationships and our offerings that don't serve us anymore that are ready to be expanded. So just take a look around. If you're a healer, you know, like some things are happening to my offering and I'm in a little death card reversed around it. I'm just moving through that, letting it be. I'll move on that when I'm ready. You know what I mean? So it's all about knowing where your flow is, where you're experiencing some resistance all that good stuff so that you can identify and have a lot of intimacy around that and a lot of compassion for yourself. So there's that. That's what we'll be in. What we're releasing is Knight of Pentacles. Going slow. That's what we're letting go of. That is literally what's being released. So all of this to say, no wonder death card came up reversed. If death card reversed is kind of the, you know, think of like a horse's back hind legs. Like if it's the kickback of the ego being like, you are not getting rid of this thing. I am not ready to let go of this. Of course, of course, it's because we're going to be moving so fast. And that's sort of another piece of um, the... Um, kind of September energy, shit is speeding up. I've started to say in the beginning of this podcast, everything's really been leading up to September. Um, this is for energetic reasons. It's for astrological reasons. It's for kind of larger reasons, some that I don't even understand. But a lot of it is without question a very clear truth that all of the kind of internal work we've been moving through has been leading us to this. The gates are opening. The door is really being, this kind of like pathway is being cleared. 
where we can finally bring our thing out into the world, the thing that we've been gestating and nurturing and um, now we're ready to give birth to it. So Knight of Pentacles is all the knights are movers and all of them represent different qualities of movement. Knight of Knight of Swords is the fastest and I'll talk about more. I'll talk more about court cards at a later episode, but Knight of Pentacles is slow, low and slow, like a beautiful pasta sauce. He's preparatory. So he doesn't necessarily move slowly, but he takes his time in preparing. He's a very meticulous preparer. So it's really important to understand that the time for that is goodbyes, geese. <laughs> we're saying goodbye to all of that. Sorry, I think I hit the mic here. Um, we're saying goodbye to moving slowly. Um, we're not moving with haste. We're not moving with lack of care, but we are moving in a way that is actually in alignment for the direction that our soul is moving in, which is fast. Remember, we're moving into a space where we're honoring our action. We're stepping forward with our intention, the intention in our bodies rather than in our words. And it makes sense that the ego would shriek and scream and hate it. So there's no way we could move slow with all that. We've been moving slow. Now is the time where we're going to wind up quickening our pace. So if you've been in a flow of kind of like waiting and hanging out and not being sure of things, all that's going to wind up being cleared up this month. Whatever you've been waiting on will be really smoothly handled. And those kind of last um, threads of the weaving will sort of be braided together and you'll be able to actually start something new or deeply dive into what you've been waiting for in terms of um, your projects at hand. And what is coming in, what's kind of um, dropping into us this month is Eight of Cups. So once again, kind of doubling down on this big release energy. Eight of Cups is an experience of, first of all, any eight in the tarot is an experience and an invitation into transformation. With any eight in the tarot, we go into it one way and we come out of it another way, transformed. Um, you can think about it like an energetic car wash. You go in with kind of like a grimy, muddy car and you come out shining. Um, of course, this is happening on a much less surface change than that. It's like a car wash for the soul, I guess. Um, the Eight of Cups is an experience of needing to walk away from something that we've worked really hard for. It's a tough card because we know that it's right to walk away and we know that it's in highest and best to walk away, but here's the thing. That doesn't make it any easier. So again, we have to honor in the intensity and the hastening of the pace right now that we need to be compassionate with ourselves, especially if what we're walking away from is Knight of Pentacles. Chances are all of this is going to be happening really rather quickly. So it's kind of like ripping a Band-Aid off. You can take a moment to kind of honor that it hurt, you know, even though it happened quickly. Um, Eight of Cups is transformative because what we leave behind is something that we typically will always cherish, will always love it, will always think fondly of it. Um, for some of us, we will run away and never look back again. But for the most part, it's kind of this deep, kind of tender-hearted, bittersweet goodbye. And the reason that we walk away from something or someone in the Eight of Cups is for better. So we are learning the art of the leap into the soul's trust and knowing. We are learning the art of saying yes to better, even though we don't know it, even though we don't know what it looks like. We're learning the art of saying, if not now, when? And we're learning the art of making sure that we're not settling, not compromising, not halting our own life progress 
for something that's not really feeding us anymore. Because, um, you know, I don't need to say, like, times are important right now. And there's a much deeper thing here as well. It's like, we have no more time to really mess around. We got to bring our stuff to the planet. We got to do our thing. And if we're hanging around in anything that's not in highest service for us, it's time to let it go. And it's not like the Eight of Wands is kind of a walking away and there's nothing to look forward to. And it's sort of like, well, you'll be wandering for a bit. This is a strong walking away to something much better. Remember, after Eight of Cups, this dude goes into the Nine and Ten. I'll take that any day. So the art of releasing what doesn't serve. That's what we're going into. And the message from Divine, very interesting. I got it and I was like, oh, you got to talk to me about this a little bit. <laughs> the message from Divine, sort of like the angel, divine, I don't know, little like hug uh, in terms of a tarot card is Seven of Wands. Um, Seven of Wands is a tricky beast. Um, it's a little different in every deck. It's kind of hard to nail down exactly what it's all about. Um, in fact, I think the more you talk to people, the more you'll hear different interpretations of the Seven of Wands. And here's, here's mine. And this is sort of facilitated and supported by Divine and what my guides say about it. If we look at the traditional Rider weight imagery of the Seven of Wands, and if you're listening to this podcast, you can just Google that. We see a guy who's sort of on top of a hill, and he's def it looks like he's defending the hill. And there's a lot of wands under him, which give us the impression of there being people who sort of want to overtake the hill. Um, the most significant part of that is the fact that we don't see the people. So we don't ever really get clarity on whether this is, this is an illusion. It's the illusion of the man who's in defense or whether there are actually people there. And that's the first thing about the seven of wands that's really important to understand, um, which I'll relay into how it um, is coming up for us. But the first thing is this idea of illusion delusion, idea that people are against us, idea that we're not going to be received, idea that we have, we're, we're armed, waiting to defend ourselves against something. And when the seven of wands comes up, it is really important to honor the fact that that's not true. Any seven in the tarot has to do with an internal experience, an experience of perception that we really believe is true in the external and it's not. So the seven of wands is really important because even if we are defending ourselves, even if we are in a situation where someone is in competition with us, what the hell kind of bullshit are we doing with that? Not to be disrespectful to anyone in that flow, but even if you're an Olympic athlete, you don't need to be carrying that with you every moment of your life. Um, if there are any Olympic athletes listening to this podcast, please let me know. Um, it would make my day. Um, yeah, like this idea that we don't, we have to, we can drop the armor. And the other really significant thing that I've always really caught with my eye around this card is the fact that the dude kind of holding the wand in defense of his hill um, is wearing two different shoes. And it gives the impression that he was so, he's so not present, so not in his body, so not relaxed that he's not even paying attention. You know, he's like running out of the house, putting whatever shoes on he can find. This is no way for us to live. And that's what's coming through about this. It's like elevating the um, expectation, elevating the, the level of willingness to receive, elevating ourselves out of strive and, you know, to move into thrive. Um if we're kind of holding that energy in the body around our life, like kind of feeling like we somehow made it scrambled on top of this little hill and we're going to fucking defend it with all of our might. 
it's really important to open the eyes around that, to really open the eyes around the idea that there really is no one. Um, people are too busy paying attention to themselves <laughs> to pay attention to us. Um, and if they are paying attention to us, it's just a projection. So it's really important to um, stay in our sacred business and kind of drop that wand and like go home and work on our stuff and like share the hill. It's cool, you know, to share the hill. We're not in those times anymore in terms of needing to defend that so strongly. We're so beyond that. So just know that that is a very important thing, a very important message of this month. It's really, really crucial to turn inward um, and look at why we might not be leaping. And one of the reasons that it might be is that we're afraid of being vulnerable with our decisions and our projects. And we're afraid, you know, again, it's all um, the scared ego, like just letting go of what we perceive as the quote little bit we have. Um, it's all in service of receiving so much more. So if we can honor again, the fear or beliefs that are under that, it'll help kind of allow that death process to happen much, much more smoothly. Um, and hopefully that makes sense. Um, in the, in terms of the two cards we're moving through in the month, uh, as we go from Virgo to Libra, we're going from the hermit to justice. So the hermit, it's interesting because we have cards in this reading that have to do with kind of, you know, resistance of the ego and letting go and letting go of, um, a temperate pace and moving to a, a bit of a quicker pace. And yet the hermit <laughs> is all about pauses and all about going within and looking within. So here's the deal. Again, this is a funky kind of thing to execute, but really in the moment of the month, it's going to feel very natural and very organic, if not a little new and uncomfortable. The hermit is here to guide us back home to ourselves. The hermit is a source of wisdom and information. It's it's the crone, the elder. When we are in the medicine of the crone, we're going one step at a time. It doesn't mean we're not going quickly. Because the, the hermit is typically a slow card, but it's not necessarily that way all the time. It's more about deliberation. And we're about being really, really conscious that there's just this moment. That's all. Just this moment, and then just this moment, and then just this moment. So it's also about making time to hear those deep voices of wisdom, to reflect on those deep voices of wisdom. So building in time to receive that is sort of what this whole month is about. It's not really something we have to do. It's something we can lean into, something that we can create and bow over to. <laughs> Excuse me. The hermit's number, the number of the hermit in the major arcana is the nine. And the nine, the nine is, I am a life path number nine. And I was told by someone that it was not an easy one. And I feel like I, it's fine because it's all I know. But um, nines are the last kind of deep, big, huge, tough lesson before a new thing begins, before a new cycle. To put it kind of into a different context, numerologically, the year 2016 was ruled by the Hermit card because, uh, and what's number 18? think the moon um because if you add up two plus zero plus one plus six you get nine um well you get 18 and then you get nine um and think about all that 2016 was in terms of letting go of a new of a different cycle i mean there was a complete shift over from beginning to end um in the u.s with the presidency and the closing of things and 2017 is ruled, it's number 10. So it's ruled by the magician and the wheel of fortune, all new, completely different. Um, so yeah, it'll be about 
both moving forward, taking action, stepping into the new, stepping out of what doesn't serve, and doing it with the grace and wisdom of an elder. So very powerful. And the energetic momentum from the hermit to justice is pretty powerful because um, the more that we're willing to pause and honor the inner hermit, the smoother that transition is and will be. Justice um, is a very powerful energy, very intense, and I could probably talk about it for a lot longer, but it really deserves its own podcast episode. But suffice it to say that justice doesn't strive for balance. Justice actually is balanced. The true soul energy of justice is that of nature. There's no accidents in nature. There's nothing wrong. There are no mistakes. Nature responds to the stimulus that's given. Nature folds over, surrenders, honors what it's handed, period. Um, Nature moves with what is in front of it and adapts accordingly, period. And with the justice card, there is often this perception of needing to achieve a sense of justice or balance. And that's often, I think, the goal of Libras to find that sense. Really, the medicine for Libras is to understand that there is already a sacred equilibrium within them, but it is up to them to find that sense of grounded balance in whatever they experience, whether it's going very far over to one extreme or another. Um, The way that we are the strongest forces for change is to honor reality. It is very difficult to be a force for change when we are not able to acknowledge what's happening in reality. If we're believing this can't be happening, I can't believe it, it's unthinkable, it's horrible. We're still in the, um, the place where we're trying to acknowledge and get ourselves in honor of the, of reality. Um, and that's an important process by the way, and shouldn't really be rushed. But if we want to stand up for justice, for change, we have to first acknowledge reality and the state of our environment, the state of inequality, the state of racial inequality, the state of um, inequality with healthcare. If we want to honor the fact that it's not okay and we can do what we can do, we can get curious about standing up to be of service, We have to be able to have gone through our own understanding and our own process of um, acknowledging that it is. It just simply is. There is an inequality. So what can we do about it? How can we stand up for it? How can we be available to be a force for change when we're not coming from a place of this shouldn't be happening? Because it's very hard to change something when we're coming from that place energetically it's just true and in terms of nonviolent communication it's really true um we immediately hit a wall when we come at something with a sh- this should not be um i think that's pretty much just reality <laughs> speaking of reality so what all that means is that we go within in order to come out very similar to the energy of last month we drop into the hermit We allow that kind of inner elder, that inner crone to guide us. And what it winds up doing is centering us in our sacred sacred equilibrium so that we can step up and be of greater service to everyone around us because we are not in denial anymore. We're not in denial of the idea that, you know, we can absolutely feel like, of course, things should be different, but if we're going to engage in conversation... We have to first be available to say, but it is happening. I can acknowledge the fact that I don't like it, and I believe that it's absolutely outrageous, but I have to first acknowledge the fact that this is real. It is happening. It's not 
um, an exaggeration and I can come in armed with the facts. That's the sacred medicine of Libra and finding their sacred place in that, which is why Libras are so phenomenal at communicating from both sides of a situation because they see the, um, what is the word? I think they see both sides and come to a place of oneness in the middle, which is an incredible quality. So in terms of the medicine, um, really leaning into those two energies um, are really powerful, really powerful. Um, in terms of the upcoming medicine, our first kind of week in September is a hot one because we're going um, from Mercury retrograde to Mercury direct on September 5th. I think I said some like outrageous other date, like September 21st. Ignore me. <laughs> if I ever make an error, like I apologize in advance. It probably will happen again. But um, I'm up on the game better this time. Mercury is going direct on September 5th. Just a very, very gentle word. You may be more sensitive to the shadow period than you are to the retrograde. I am one of those people and it is not a joke. So if you are those people, make sure, or that person, make sure you are fully supported during the shadow period of a retrograde. And what that means is that it's a period of time before a planet goes into retrograde and after it comes out, usually a week or so, where um, some people feel it much more intensely than they do when the planet's actually in retrograde. So just know that. And then the day after that, we have a beautiful full moon in Pisces. Definitely a time to bring something forward from the depths of our being. And um, then we have on the same week, uh, on September 20th, a new moon in Virgo, which I already am excited for. And our fall equinox, just two days after that on the 23rd. So... This is a hunter-gather time. This is a time of deep release. This is a time of deep assimilation and of incredible courageousness and daring and willingness to step forward into something new. Um, the only other things still incredibly important with food and hydration, um, incredibly important this month to be bold, to be courageous, to, as I said before, if you're going to fail, fail so big, fail so spectacularly, and don't hide in shame about it, learn. And, you know, I'm mentioning failure, be willing to succeed beyond your wildest dreams. Be willing to step into something where you are so wildly celebrated and successful that you almost take your own breath away. And perhaps it might even move you into a time where you'll be confronted with changes that will need to be made because of the power of what you brought to the planet in a wonderful way, but in a way that might feel really confronting to your old human ego, you know, old E. So it's really important to be in that willingness, to be courageous, to leap. This month is all about the leap, capital T, capital L. In whatever way that means to you, we're assimilating the deep wisdom of the hermit and bringing it into sacred, effective, strong inner balance in order to enact greater change. We're moving through an immense ego clearing we're moving through huge willingness to release stuff that doesn't serve. Be bold. Be courageous. Be willing. Be uh, Do it out loud. No one has anything to be ashamed of anymore. There's no more posturing. <laughs> like, if you put out a huge thing and no one takes part in it, that's okay. You think that everyone doesn't, you know, can identify with that? Maybe you put something out and 4,000 people do it. Then what? You got people who can identify with you on that one too. Be willing to take up your sacred space and be willing to move through um, this idea of the leap um, and change and all that. 
it's so deeply romanticized, um, especially by spiritual cultures and healers. Um, it's to take, quote, the leap. Um, it takes a lot of willingness to be incredibly uncomfortable. There's a lot of blowback energetically that everyone receives when they take a giant step forward. The doubt sets in, the fear sets in, the self-sabotage or invitations into self-sabotage might set in. That's not strange. So if you've been going around in your life thinking that that's weird, it's not weird and it's not strange. The only thing that I would tell you and liberate you to consider, you don't necessarily have to listen. If your brain invites you into self-sabotage, you can honor it, honor the invitation, understand why, know that it's because you're scared, know that it's because the brain only wants to keep you alive and when it's out of its comfort zone, it feels threatened. So it'll bring up what typically keeps you going a little slower. Whatever you have there, to have compassion with it is to liberate yourself from it because it's time to hold hands with the fear and step forward anyway rather than sitting back with it and waiting with it and pausing with it and waiting till it's comfortable. There ain't never going to be a time where we feel comfortable. Now is the time. So continue nurturing and nourishing the body to really take care of this vessel so that we can do this earthly shit <laughs> in these meat suits so that we can do this thing. So take care of yourself. Um, the only thing <clears throat> that's coming through this month in particular is just to keep your eyes on your own paper. Um, I talked a little bit about that last week with social media. This feels a little different. Um, be really careful about who you share your baby dreams with because they may not realize they're doing it, but you could be triggering someone. You could be bringing them into a place of discomfort with their own work or where they are in their lives, or they could just not give you the reaction that maybe you're hoping for. And um, then you got to process that. And that's okay, I guess, but be really willing to drop into the intuition before you share anything about your great leap. Even with a even with a cherished friend, not every friend is meant to take part in that. Um, and keep your damn eyes on your own paper. I say this to myself too. Don't compare yourself. Don't look around. Don't think, well, they're there and I'm, you know, here and where you are is exactly right. Who could do it better than you? You know, who could do it better than you? I'm talking to all of us. So really honor that eyes on your own paper. You're not supposed to be anywhere, but where you are. And the moment, the moment, the millisecond that we start moving into like looking at someone else's paper, Hermit's going to come and he's going to slow things down to bring you back into the present moment. And you'll start noticing it's like the steam engine stops, the ideas stop, you're not sure, you know, just stay really clean, really clear, really centered in the now and in what you're doing, what you're bringing forward. Nothing is more important than that. This is the month to birth the individual soul offering that will serve the collective. And I think that's all I have for you tonight. I, again, as always, am very honored to be with you. I hope that this served. Please let me know what you think. Please let me know how I can serve you better. Um, and enjoy this sacred, I think, unbelievably potent month. Um, yeah, it's definitely a time of forward momentum. And um, hopefully this provides some nourishment on how to move through that with some grace, even when things don't feel graceful. Thank you so much for listening. 
Have a beautiful Labor Day weekend for anyone who observes that. And I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.